Hi, I'm Rick Lambert. You'll be glad you're watching this marketing show, I'm telling you. We've got Mindy Williamson for 25 years, if not the top, one of the top voices in our city, London, Ontario, Canada, maybe Canada-wide, anchored a great morning show that I listened to. Mindy, millions of people heard your voice. Uh -huh. In fact, we use your voice on so many of our clients' commercials. You're awesome. And today, we've asked Mindy to come on as a public speaking coach to share her knowledge on how she's helping business people now do presentations, be they live, virtual, et cetera. So Mindy, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, you're, you're more than welcome. I feel like, and, and I feel like I was, I'm going to have to live up to that. <laughs> well, just, just roll with it like we do every week, Mindy. But, um, look, I was excited selfishly to have you on because I think, you know, when I talk to salespeople and business people, we talk about how 38% of what they communicate is their voice alone. And in this digital world, it's so relevant. So having made the shift from on-air personality now to coaching business people, salespeople, et cetera, what do you see as some of the challenges they're facing? So maybe our audience can relate to, you know, yeah, that's what I'm facing as well. Well, the two biggest um, issues that my clients come to me with is they're either not comfortable speaking in groups of people. So, you know, they may hold back and mumble and just sort of read off of their notes. And then I'll get a client that is, no problem and totally extroverted and they don't stop talking. So it's really about being able to be focused on what the message is. And I tell all of my clients that you need to be heard and you need to be understood before anybody can accept what you've got to say. So if you wanna make that sale, they need to hear you and they need to understand you. So if you're mumbling or if you're just reading, um, it's not all that engaging to listen to or to, you know, be engaged with at all. So you're not likely to kind of get, bring them in to what your message is. And if you're also kind of going on that verbal diarrhea, if I can even say that, um, people are also going to tune out. So it's those two things are the, are the biggest challenges, um, to get people to be self-aware about. So Mindy, we're so excited to have you. And it's interesting because Mindy and I both worked in media. Mindy was on radio when I was working on, on morning television. So we kind of both had shows running at the same time. Um, and she's certainly an icon in the industry. Everybody knows who you are. And so we're really excited that you're here. Who are, and I want to ask you, like, who are the, the clients that you're working with? And what are some of the situations that you're involved with when it comes to actually coaching for public speaking or, or even voice acting? A lot of my, so I deal with, um, with people who want to become voice actors and that's exploded through the pandemic because it's relatively easy to set it up. Um, and if you've got some vocal coaching and if you've got a good voice and, um, and that's your thing, then, and that's my thing too. So that's, those, those clients are, are kind of my number one clients. I deal with business clients all the time that have uh, presentations to do and they really want to make that pitch or make that sale or they have to get up and they have to deliver a speech to a group of people. Um, since COVID started, all of those things are all happening online now, but the same principles um, can be put into place as well. So Mindy, I, I, you know, I've seen and been uh, tortured with people giving me a presentation and they're looking off like this you're down like this you can tell they're reading the notes at the bottom of the powerpoint slide that the corporate guy type who has no clue what really should be said on the front lines but anyway we won't get into that what tips do you have for people that are speaking now uh you know practical things that you think our audience could 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 leverage you know simple things 
that, you know, and you too, Cheryl, you've done a ton of coaching, I know, with people on TV, but Mindy, what do you suggest people consider doing? So when it comes to giving a presentation, um, because I, I think that that's the thing that, that your clients are going to uh, get the most from. The thing to remember is that you want to get your message out clear and simple. So that's really the only thing that you want to think about is what is the message altogether that comes out first. And then what a lot of people forget about is, is the telling of the stories. I see a lot of presentations and I love to get my hands on these people where they basically write their entire presentation out on a PowerPoint and they show a page with, you know, paragraphs and paragraphs of information. Nobody's going to remember that. Nobody's going to retain that kind of information. So you want to pick the information that you really, really um, want to get across and maybe tell a story about it or an anecdote about it. Um, I speak about speaking and how important it is um, to make sure that the message that you're getting across has the right tone. Really, really tough to do when you're sending emails, sending texts, and, and you know, with millennials, you, you can't get their attention unless you're sending them an email or a text. But it, it, it's different generational, right? So you've got to make sure that that message is getting through and that you maintain that, that engagement of your audience. Once you get the message through, once they understand what it is that you've got um, for them and how you can help them, then all of the de details can come afterwards. You can give them supplemental information if they want to dig further into it. But you're going to put your audience to sleep with these big PowerPoint slides with nothing but words on them and far, far, far too much information. So whittling it down, what's important? How do I get that out there in simple, clear, concise language? That's another thing that a lot of people will do um, is our language is littered with negatives, right? I have George Carlin, and I use this example with my students, and I show my age because I think George Carlin was a brilliant linguist, but he was of that generation. But he said in, in, uh, in one of the shows that I watched, I am not unwell. And when you, your brain actually has to do a calculation to figure out what I'm not unwell means. And it means I'm okay, but your brain accepts information in clear, positive, concise, simple form. So you actually do have to do a calculation to understand what that means. And because our language is littered with negatives, we're trying to catch up to what people are saying and then we lose them. So clear, simple, positive, concise, that's it. It's so easy. It's hard. Uh, it sounds so easy, but that's, you know, the professionals that do it for a living like yourself, make it look like it's so easy. And then you have somebody that's never done it before and they realize it's a real struggle for them. Um, and, and I want to talk a little bit about podcasts because that's something that a lot of our clients are doing. We're doing, I have friends that have started to kind of dive into that as a way to get information across to people. And, you know, some of them are terribly, horribly boring. And it's because you don't sense that a, they love what they're talking about, regardless of the topic. Um, I know when I, when I was coaching executives at, at Canada life insurance, I always used to say to them, if it's not on your face, it's not in your voice. And they're, you know, they would say to me, you're crazy. No one even, no one's seeing me right now. I'm sitting in a booth. I said, it makes such a difference just to smile while you're talking. Um, and the whole idea is that you need to get people on board with what you're talking about by being excited about it. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you instruct people to show that passion for the content that they're trying to speak to? 
sometimes with people who are nervous and it's really hard to tell uh, sometimes with people who are introverted and are, are, are actually very self-conscious. Um, so really it's about faking it until you make it, right? So if you say some, this is a, a little experiment that I do with my students at the very beginning of term at Fanshawe is I have them turn their backs, get in groups and they've got to turn their backs to each other and they have a sentence to say, straight face. And then they have to have, they have to say that same sentence with a smile and then they say the same sentence with a frown. And then they have to guess, all right, was that the smile or was that the frown? You can always tell. Your voice changes when you're smiling. Your voice changes when you, when you frown. It automatically happens that way. So doing some self-awareness exercises, and I always start with, with doing some deep breathing, mindfulness exercises to really become aware of your posture, of your body language. And I can give you postures and I can give you body language and things to follow so that your voice will naturally follow as well. But it's about paying attention to how is it, how do you sound when you're excited? How do you sound when you're sad? How do you sound when you're delivering something really tragic? So it's all a whole bunch of different things that go into that, right? It's your, it's the pace at which you speak. It's the pitch at which you, you're talking. All of those different little tricks can be added to your presentation to really make it pop and, and bring it to life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can hear some of your uh, voice techniques in there already. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I don't even need Cheryl to look the other way to let me know if she's disappointed in what I'm doing. That's, yeah. The problem for me is that you know what I'm thinking without me having talked. That's my problem. <laughs> I'm just picking up the body language of the finger pointing to. I don't know if you noticed that. I coach speakers not to do that. Anyway. Uh, we'll move on. So, you know, Mindy, we've probably built, and I'm going to be conservative here, 5,000 corporate presentations for people that say, you know, I got this spaghetti mess. Can you guys sort it out? And we look at it and we go, okay, like you got way too much. The wall of words. I mean, so if you're doing a presentation, speaking, whatever, I mean, my suggestion often is no sentences, no paragraphs, just use bullets, like one simple thing. The other thing is you mentioned telling a story and it's funny, like I've probably, I'm over a thousand paid speaking events. And every time I talk to somebody who's, who I've had the fortune to present to, they don't remember so much, you know, this sales strategy, but they remember my lumberjack story. They're like, Hey Rick, that story. And uh, Cheryl's <laughs> probably never heard it based on what her language, but, or body language, but Mindy, people always say, hey, storytelling, like, how do I come up with a story? And I know I'm catching you cold on that. But, you know, when I was taught to speak early, you got to get them early, you got to capture their attention very quickly. And there's a guy that told me one time when you're speaking to an audience, just imagine like a, a sign on everyone's forehead, like what's in it for me? Like, why should I so we got to hook them early? Yep. Uh, I know I'm a little over the map here. But I guess do you have any coaching on hooking someone early? And then secondly, how to come up with a story that's relevant to whatever it is your offering is. Well, what you're offering is you're going to have those stories, right? You will have the stories that, that speak to what it is that you're offering. And um, so I'm a member of, the, uh, of CAPS, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Mm -hmm. And they, they give you great training about telling stories. And, and if you watch those professional speakers, they'll get up, they'll tell you what their message is. And then the rest of their hour-long speech is stories. And it's amazing how captivating they are. We love stories. People just love listening to stories because there's always a message in it. 
And you always know, you anticipate that, okay, I'm gonna, there's a point to this. I'm gonna learn something about this. So there's a bunch of tricks that you can do. Um, and, and first is, you know, your stories may be your stories, but your speech is always about somebody else. It's not about you. So the first thing that you want to identify, what is in this for the audience, you know? So learning how to speak is, do you want to engage your audience? Do you want people to listen to you? Do you want people to buy your product or do you want people to listen to your service or, or, or you know, take advantage of your service? You know, here's how you can do it. It's not, I'm going to show you how to do it. It's how, here's how you can do it. It's all about you. So some of that is in the language and taking that away. The other thing I've seen um, lots of speakers do, and I'll incorporate some of this, is, is really it's capturing their attention sometimes with, with, with uh, stories or actions that, that may not seem to have anything to do with it, but in the end, there's a message to it. I saw one woman walk out onto a speech, uh, onto the stage, and she brought out a beach ball. And this is how she opened her speech. She just stands up on the on the stage and she's looking around. She's got this beach ball in her hand and everybody sitting in the audience is like, well, is she gonna throw that thing at me? Or is it? There was a little bit of, of uncomfortable. And that was great because people were out of their comfort zone. They didn't wanna not be paying attention because they you know, get hit in the head with a ball and, and then they look silly. So making people just a little wee bit uncomfortable at the beginning was amazing. And then, Somebody in the audience stood up and put their hands up like, okay, I'll catch the ball for you. And then she threw it to them and they caught it. And the whole speech was about being open to opportunities that present themselves in the moment. And it was the simplest little action that drove the whole thing home. And it, that speech was 10 years ago and I'll never forget how really easy and simple it was. And then the stories became about how you know, there were all of these opportunities and some of the, the stories were her stories and, and they were poignant and lovely and um, there was no PowerPoint words or anything. It was, you know, a story she had told about, about her son. And so she showed a picture of her son that was heartwarming and, and, and lovely. It was, all, it was all something that the audience, you know, full of, of you know, business people and parents that everybody could, could relate to. So it's really about finding what connection do you have with the people that you're speaking with and, and how to engage with them in that way? I think the, the word you mentioned there is connection. So I think immediately, you know, the example you used about showing the picture of the sun, immediately you're connecting with parents. You know, that's that's right off yep. right off the bat, right? Um, so my last question before we wrap up, and this has been great, I want to ask you, um, we've both worked with the legendary Gord Harris. I'm bringing an old name up. He was one of my professors and he actually, we actually did voice exercises on a daily basis when we were training in radio. Mm -hmm. And so some of those exercises were things like sitting up, they were like being able to breathe from, from deep, deep, deep down, as opposed to like very shallow breathing, uh, being able to, you know, kind of do the Santa Claus, oh, 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 with your belly so that you see your belly expanding as opposed to mm -hmm. your, your lungs. Um, what's a couple really quick exercises that you think people to, can do to kind of get themselves warmed up? Because you, we forget about that. We forget that we're sitting in front of a computer. We might not be actually talking to people all day long. And then all of a sudden you're expected to present this, you know, wonderful presentation. What are, what are a couple quick exercises? So deep breathing, absolutely. That's the first thing. Not only does that get you uh, keep your nerves um, under control, but it helps you to stay focused. It really, if there's nothing that my students take away, it's, it's learn how to do the deep breathing and the mindfulness breathing exercises. That is absolutely 
number one most important thing for anybody, whether you're a voice actor, whether you're a business leader, or whether you're getting up to do a presentation or going into a job interview. Deep breathing, your, uh, the, the power behind your voice comes from, from your, your breath. Um, so you've got to be in control of that. Um, getting up in the morning before I, before I start recording, and, I, and another part of my job is recording commercials, is you never want to make the first time you, you speak into a mic the first thing that you say that morning. So um, I'll actually sing. Um, as a, as an easy way to kind of warm up my voice, I'll put my, I've got a, a playlist of songs that I can sing that's within my range. So I'll start with one that's relatively easy and then I'll, I'll work up to the next one. That's an easy one that anybody can do in their car as they're driving to their presentation or driving to work or, or even just sort of getting it ready in the morning. The other thing is that you're more likely to stumble on your words or, or, or get tongue tied, um, when you're not limbered up. So these look ridiculous, but Smile as big as you can, and then make your mouth as small as you can. So it's like e, mm, e, mm. Mm. Um, and and one further trick. And this is this is a great exercise actually for speaking. It's uh, it, it's a tongue strengthener if that makes sense. Pretend there's peanut butter on the roof of your mouth, and with as much force as possible, use the tip of your tongue to scrape that off. Mm. Helps in the pronunciation and the pronunciation of R's and L's and T's and N's, and it 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 just it just warms you up and tongue twisters as well. So that's those are exercises that I give to my students before they go to do tongue twisters, and that helps you just kind of get a control of the uh, of the words that come out. Gord Harris was my mentor. Gord Harris, oh Gord Harris, phenomenal. <laughs> One of my mentors too. Love him. He's just so remarkable. When we used to do mic tests before we would go live on the morning show, we would sit there and say lunchbox, lunchbox, like over and over and over. And the we would just say the same the thing over and over. <laughs> the yeah. tip of the tongue, um, the, the lips. Tip of the tongue, yes. Yeah. You're learning a lot, eh, Rick? He's so fascinating. <laughs> I'm just, I'm listening. Okay, so combined, you two have probably got, I don't want to date you, but over 50 years TV radio. And so although these things may sound to me uh would i ever do that i'm sure some people watching right now are rubbing the top of their mouth just if you're doing it that's okay um, but cheryl just for clarification i don't need to go ho 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 to have <laughs> expand just for the record but thank you for uh dipping us into the awesome stack of talents that you have today oh, and thank you're, you a speaker so and you're looking for a coach or you're looking for someone to have a look at your presentation and you know deliver to win I can't recommend anybody better than, you know, the lady we have on today, Mindy Williamson. She's got a ton of experience. You can tell her personality. And I think she'll help you with the little things that really make the big things occur. Uh, so thanks so much for joining us and for all the help you give us and our clients, Mindy, with your, uh, your awesome voice yourself. Uh -huh. thank, you. thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much again, Mindy. The website, if you want to find out more information, is speakingmatters.ca. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. And we'll see you next week on This Marketing Show. Thank you.